This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, an Air Force cadet in jet fighter training learns the danger of scud running. Find out what happens in Scud Running by Lloyd Herman. This flight had begun simply enough. The year was 1949. I was a young Air Force aviation cadet with a little over 200 flying hours, all of which had been in the North American T-6. In advanced fighter training, I had only a few hours solo in my Lockheed F-80 jet fighter. It was a beautiful day and life was good. This was my first cross-country flight in the Shooting Star, originating from home base at Williams Air Force Base in Arizona via Tucson to March Air Force Base in California and return. The mission was VFR map reading with the radio automatic direction finder for backup. During planning, I noticed near the route of flight the Santa Catalina Mountains northeast of Tucson. This seemed inconsequential as conditions were forecast to be VFR and I would be cruising at 36,000 feet, a no-sweat exercise. I ran through the start sequence. Climbing from the runway, the little bird accelerated as the landing gear retracted into the bays with a soft thunk. Fingertip touch on the stick and the airplane rolled with ghostly smoothness into a climbing southbound turn. Climbing through 20,000 feet on a heading to Tucson, I encountered an unpredicted cloud layer with ragged bases. I trimmed forward the hat button on the stick, hoping to stay clear and resume climb shortly, not realizing the deck was thickening and lowering and I was actually losing altitude just to maintain contact with the terrain. In the cloud-based fringes and staring at the scrub-covered desert, I wasn't cross-checking my instruments. When I finally glanced at the panel, I was stunned to see the altimeter winding up through 7,000 feet, and my gyro instruments were tumbling. The airplane was out of control. I was in shock. There was a sense of vertical aileron rolls, but I couldn't confirm anything. This was a formless void, and my gyro instruments had tumbled. As airspeed became low, I worried about negative G-forces, recalling that if the fuel deployed away from the tank bottoms, the engine would flame out. 
With tentative back pressure on the stick to maintain positive Gs, the jet seemed to come over the top of some kind of trajectory. The altimeter had passed through 16,000 feet and now began to unwind. The airspeed indicator raced toward the red line. The now useless gyro horizon and DG floated crazily in their gimbals. In panic, I didn't throttle back or extend the dive brakes. With airspeed indicating over 500 miles per hour in a screaming powered dive, I shot out of the cloud base. Tree-covered mountains rising up on all sides disappeared into the overcast. Hyperventilating, I hauled back on the stick. As I overcontrolled, the little fighter shuddered through the approach to a high-speed stall, and I began to gray out. Still over-controlling, I shot back into the overcast in a powered vertical climb. But now I knew I had to be somewhere along the Catalina Mountains in this aircraft, in solid cloud and totally out of control. Drenched in perspiration, I heard my voice from somewhere, muffled in my high-pressure oxygen mask, calling to God for intervention. Amazing how we remember our Creator when we're in extremis. My youthful arrogance was now replaced by paralyzing terror. I couldn't eject. The seats in our A models were unarmed. Later models okay, but not the A. The climb progressed, airspeed again decayed, and the inevitable dive began. Shaking like a malaria victim, I finally found the wits to retard the power and deploy the dive brakes. As the F-80 plunged out of the overcast a second time, millions of trees on mountainsides that rose into the murk blurred past under my wings. Diving steeply into a wide, deep valley that appeared to be several miles long, I was able to visually recover. My hands were shaking as I caged and reset the artificial horizon and directional gyro and tried to re-engage my brain. At this low altitude, the fuel totalizer was clicking away the numbers on the remaining fuel. There was no visual exit from this cloud-enshrouded trap. At the extreme end of the valley, I throttled up to 100% power, built up airspeed, and climbed into the overcast, this time on instruments, praying that none of the gyro bearings had failed and that the mountainsides were not climbing faster than I was. Level, finally, at 20,000 feet on a northerly heading in solid cloud, I began receiving the air base radio beacon. Still shaking from the experience of the past few minutes, I wasn't having much luck getting my brain up to speed. About the time the ADF needle began to swing, a providential hole suddenly appeared through those thousands of feet of murk. At the bottom of this hole appeared those beautiful runways of Williams Air Force Base. Throttling back, dive breaks out, and almost vertical, I shot down through that hole like a rabbit. The field had unpredictably gone to visual minimums. A gaggle of F-80s flown by aviation cadets was daisy-chaining around the traffic pattern, flitting in and out of wisps of low-hanging scud, jockeying for a landing position. I was finally cleared for the 360 overhead approach and was soon on the runway as the wheels rumbled on the asphalt. At the hard stand, with the shutdown checklist completed, and with my knees still like water, I climbed down the ladder and wobbled over to debriefing. As it turned out, a lot of the guys had aborted because of the unforeseen marginal weather. Worried that this could get me pushed out of advanced training, I never shared the experience. In afterthought, however, I believe I know the single thing that led finally to my abrupt and total loss of control. 
Being a bit left, of course, much lower than intended, and in highly restricted visibility, I believe I inadvertently entered the Catalina Mountains at a very low altitude and eventually started flying up the slope of a mountainside without realizing it. By the time I looked at my instruments, it was too late. Over later years and thousands of hours of flying, I never again dabbled with scud running, having learned the hard way that you've got to deal with the existing flight conditions realistically, and not as you hope they'll be. Unfortunately, I was consumed with the thought, I think I can make it. As for scud running, the operative word is never again. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out FlyQ, AOPA's integrated flight planning software, as well as the many free online training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.